how can average working citizens like us, how can we reform our unjust financial system to erode the wealth and power of big banks, traditional corporations, and the super rich, and redistribute that wealth and power to average working citizens without relying on politicians or regulations? This is the question we ask on the Crowd Effect podcast. I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor and founder of Stakeholder Enterprise. Home ownership. This is the American dream, right? However, um, it is getting more difficult for your average working person to become a homeowner. Now, I pulled some, uh, some statistics on the average home price in the United States. This is from the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, which tracks home prices in the United States. Uh, in the third quarter of 2020, the average price of a U.S. home was 397800 around $400,000. Exactly two years later, the average price was 547800 so almost $550,000. All right, that is a $150,000 increase or 27% in two years. So let's compare that to the average uh, increase in salary for those same two years. Well, I got uh, this from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, and it says that on average in the United States, wages and salary increased in those two years um, 12%, which is significant, um, but it just doesn't compare with 27%. And, and so looking at that statistic, it's easy to see how this owning a home is just getting more and more out of reach. Uh, for your average working person. All right. That's just um, the cost of a home. That's just one barrier. Uh, there, there's other barriers. It, depending on where you live, um, the average, like I live in Hawaii now, and the average price of a home here is a million dollars. And the in the last two years, uh, the uh, average annual salary increase is way below the national average here in Hawaii. Uh, you know, it's 12% nationally over the last two years. Here, we're looking more like 7%. Um, in other places, it's even worse. California, the average annual salary in the, in the last two years has only gone up 2%. Uh, with home prices... Um, the average price of a home in California is $716,000. Um, compare that to two years ago, it was around $600,000. So it, it, it's just not keeping up. Now, let's say, I, now I lived in the Oklahoma City metro uh, for six years. And there, it's still reasonable for your average working person to own a home Um the uh, the annual uh, increase in salary uh, has is above the national average there. So there are exceptions depending on where you live. You know your geography. Um, it still is somewhat achievable. Uh, but um, 
if you don't live in Oklahoma or Idaho or Wyoming um, and some of these other places, uh, then yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult for you to become a homeowner just on the sheer cost of it. Uh, there are, uh, there are other factors, uh, involved here, a credit score, um, to be able to get a mortgage, uh, you got to have good credit. So that means, uh, you, you, you needed to have, um, a good financial education background in the first place to understand what it, what it takes to, uh, pay off your credit cards, to not get in trouble with, with debt and loans and things of this nature, which it's not taught in school. And, um, if you're, if you weren't, uh, lucky enough to have parents or, or a, an education to show you how to, uh, properly, manage a, a personal budget it's very easy to to find yourself in debt then getting uh, uh having a poor credit score and then trying to claw your way out of this situation um so that's a, a incredible challenge uh just to get a mortgage and then if you actually have a good enough credit score then you take on this massive debt uh you know, an average home price in the united states you know, five hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. That's if you put twenty percent down, uh, one hundred ten thousand dollars. You know, you're you're still taking out a four hundred and forty thousand dollar loan mortgage. That's huge. That's a lot of money. Um, and let's talk about saving up one hundred and ten thousand dollars. That is not a very smart financial move, um, putting away that amount of money in, into a savings account where you're lucky if you're getting a percent, you know, maybe half a percent of interest. Um, so, so your money is just sitting there, um, not really earning any interest. It's, it's losing value because of inflation. I mean, it's, it, it's not a, a um, it's not a, a smart way to build wealth. I know traditionally home ownership is the way to, to, to build wealth, but it's not the case anymore. It's um, with, with inflation, with uh, the salary, not keeping up with the, the cost of homes, uh, the, these other factors, building wealth through home ownership is a terrible idea. Um, yeah, you're taking on this, this massive debt saving up uh, a really large down payment, all very challenging. Um, now, if you uh, own uh, income producing property that can pay for all of the expenses like a uh, mortgage loan and, and the insurance and the taxes, and you still uh, have enough left over, now you, yeah, the appreciation is great and you're getting income. If you're just a, a regular homeowner who owns their home they live in, yes, it's it's getting appreciation as I just talked about. It's going up in value, but it, it you can't use any of that value until you sell your home. Then it becomes an asset. Until then, it's a total liability owning a home because uh, you're you're paying money out of your pocket every month just just to uh, you know just to live there which you'd be doing with rent, true, 
uh, but it, it's not uh, it's not an asset unless you sell it. Um, and oftentimes you can find rent uh, for uh, cheaper than than a mortgage, um, especially in in some of these uh, areas where it's uh, very difficult to own your own home. You can find uh, rents that are they're a lot more affordable. Uh, I, I guess you could refinance your home and, and take money out that equity out, but then you're increasing your debt, which is um, typically not a great thing to do. Um, so, okay, so home ownership um, is is a is a difficult uh, task for your average working person, and even if you can afford your home, um, it's 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 a liability until you you sell it. Um, now, so what do we do about this? This is a huge problem. Uh, if you uh, and and prior to 2015, there was no solution. There wasn't any solution that that average working people could do to to change this. So um, prior to 2015. Um, wealthy people, they had a, uh, a, a solution for this. Um, they were allowed to pool their money together to buy apartment buildings, to buy uh, a whole collection of single family rental homes, um, industrial buildings, office buildings, uh, retail centers. Uh, these are, uh, you had to be something called an accredited investor. Uh, meaning you had to make either $200,000 a year for the last two years as a single person, $300,000 a year for the last two years as a, as a couple, or have a million dollars cash in the bank. You couldn't, that million dollars couldn't be equity in your home um, that, that you have, specifically for the reasons that I just talked about. It's not a liquid. You can't, it's not an asset unless you sell it. So if, if you didn't, and, and accredited investors, this is uh, just 2%, the top 2% of U.S. income earners. Um, so it, it, this is, it created a system where the rich were getting richer and the general public was locked out. We, we couldn't, uh, we didn't have a solution. Uh, 2015 is when the private market, which this is a, accredited investors were allowed to do this by pooling their money and, and buying these apartment buildings and single family home collection and all that other stuff. Um, in 2015, this private market was deregulated, allowing the general public access via crowdfunding. So this, this game changing uh, deregulation happened uh, for, for the general public. Um, when the first real estate crowdfunding platforms came out, um, the minimum investment requirements were $5,000, which is achievable for many, many average working people, um, but not for, for everyone. Uh, as, as time has gone on, these uh, platforms have improved, uh, new ones have popped up, and it's gone down to $500, to $100, to $10. Now, today, there are um, credible, established real estate crowdfunding site where all you need is $1, just a dollar. 
Um, and with real estate crowdfunding, you're not taking on any debt, zero debt. You don't have to deal with it. Um, and you can access your money. Uh, you're getting income from uh, the, the, the rents, from owning this real estate. So you can access your money. Uh, and uh, the now that the general public can uh, uh, crowdfund into the private market, it, it erodes that money would have gone to wealthy accredited investors. It would have gone to uh, institutional investors, but now it goes to the general public uh, because we now have this access and we can erode uh, that, that wealth uh, from, from the, the institutional investors. And the more people who crowdfund, then the more it will be eroded. And it, it, it allows just regular people to, to grow wealth and not just from the income from the, uh, the rents received, but also from the appreciation, which, which is that what, uh, why people own homes, uh, want to be homeowners is that appreciation. Well, you can still get appreciation from an income producing property that you don't live in. So this is a, 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 a huge game changer. And we're living in a time of history where we are, we have this ability to, to redistribute this wealth without any government intervention, without any conflict. Uh, and we're cooperating, we're working together, we're doing this democratically. Um, and we're, we're sharing in the wealth. Uh, it's, it's an incredible time to, to be alive and to experience in this. I feel so lucky and privileged to be able to share this news with people um, and, and to be a part of this uh, in my own way. Uh, real estate crowdfunding is truly a, a, an incredible democratic vehicle of change. Um, it, it can uh, change not just our financial system, but individual lives within our, our financial system. Uh, so that's, that's all I'm going to be talking about today. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor, and I see you are one too. If you'd like to know how to reform our unjust financial system democratically without protesting or divisive political action, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.